0: buddy Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. Hope you had an amazing March and learned a lot. Super excited to be here now in the time of April, the birth month of our very own Larry. I'm Bonnie and I get to talk to heroes about the paranormal and what excites them. The past four months have been odd for me to say the least. I experienced a four-month-long fever of mysterious origin. At first, it was fun to be in a psychedelic dreamscape reality. But after about a month of total dreamland, I became homesick from my old perception of consciousness. I bring this up mainly for one reason. I'm not sure if this state of delusion was perceptible to your ears or if it is only something you can see. So, if you are interested in visually experiencing a human in a four months long extended psychedelic state, react to and ask questions about reality, consciousness, the supernatural, and more, I urge you to go to our Patreon page and become an initiate. All our podcasts are there visually for you and it is Really, something to behold. This week, I had the very good fortune of talking to Boyfriend. Boyfriend rules. Boyfriend is a singer, songwriter, producer, rapper, performance artist, and so much more. We got to talk about how perceptions of gender change reality and how silly, sad, weird, and destructive that is. Boyfriend plays around with these roles and the burden of beautification in a way that is so fun and exciting. Please go check out Boyfriend's Instagram page for info on Feed the Second Line a non-profit organization dedicated to creating a safety net for new orleans culture and to follow everything boyfriend does now put on that lipstick for you and please welcome to your head and heart our hero boyfriend Thank you so much for talking to me um, and being here in this moment. Um, And you're in Nashville.
1: I am currently in Nashville, my hometown, and And my home room. Gorgeous. (laughs) That I was a little baby in. That's so cool. So it's the same house. Same house. Yeah. Well, we've been here 21 years. Wow. So I, I already had gotten my period when I moved here. So you can say I've always been a woman in this house. Wow.
0: That's so <laughs> cool. I was 11. So, you know. <laughs> that's so cool, though. I guess, like, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to. Or I wanted to talk to you for a lot of reasons. I'm, like, a super huge fan of yours. I love your art and music a lot. Um, I'm also just, like, a huge New Orleans fan. So anything that's kind of, like, real new Orleans seeming is just so exciting to me. And like, um, I come from like a jazz, like a early American music background. So just so cool to see anything coming from there. Um, but I guess one thing aside from just your straight up music and new Orleans is, uh, <laughs> is like, for me, I thought, I thought like gender or, um, girlness or womanhood or whatever was like one day I'd like wake up and I'd like put on my pantyhose and I'd go outside and I'd go into a store and I'd have huge boobs and everyone would <laughs> look at me and I would just be like, I'm a woman, you know, and like that it was just this thing that was like almost like a secret club that all girls got into, you know, and I was just like waiting and it's like, I'm still waiting for that day when you're just like, I am a, this. And I guess I just really think it's cool that um you play around with that in every way. And it seems fun. Um And I guess I just wanted to talk to you about about that, like what it is to be a girl or a woman or a boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> um, and just your Yeah, what it is on the inside and what it is on the outside to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am really bad at doing a lot of the like stereotypical prototypical girl stuff um like hair and makeup and i gave myself this like crown of rollers um out of necessity because i would go i'd have a show booked and i'd be leaving straight from my day job and i'd have like (laughs) 30 minutes to get ready i'm like i don't know how to make my hair interesting what can i do um and so the original birth of it was I would come like this and then people would gradually take them out throughout the show. So I'd like use it as a way to get people's attention. Cause like in the early days, of course I'm just at some like open mic or like, you know, people don't, people aren't there to necessarily pay attention to what's happening on the stage. They're there to to get drinks and like flirt and hang out. And so it was also a way of like grabbing attention and the, um, symbolism and irony there is not lost on me. Like (laughs) that we have all of these weapons to try to get attention. Um, and also that's not necessarily what they're used for either. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so like, that's kind of how my interaction with it was all born of was actually out of my own, like inept, like perceived ineptitude or inability to participate in the cool club. Okay. And to this day, the only thing I can really do with my hair is this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing. Like <laughs> it, I think it looks great. I love the way I, I love the way it looks. I really do. And a lot of my friends who are like, you know, the girls who just their hair is like shining like they're <laughs> and like their skin glows. I'm like, oh, my God, you put on lotion every day. Like, I've just never been one of those people. And some of my friends like that, when we try to dress up um, in rollers, too, because sometimes I do like, you know, Halloween or something where we all try to, like, do this look and they can't do it. And what so, really? and I, get to, yes. And then I get to feel. Like oh wow I have this like secret knowledge and it did take me you know years of doing I can pop them in no time now oh but, cool <laughs> um, it, it's a hard you know making them symmetric I'm like checking myself now yeah um, no, making no. them symmetrical is a talent <laughs>
0: no it's so cool um, uh, yeah yeah but I veered off course
1: the yes being <laughs> a girl I think is like the um carrot on the stick or being a woman that we're not it's not in the best interest of the powers that be status quo, capitalist patriarchy, yada, 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 for us to ever like get the carrot and take a bite out of it. Cause then we probably stop buying stuff to try to make ourselves feel like we belong. And we'd probably stop putting ourselves in situations of belittlement and yada, 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 to try and earn this thing that we already had. Like we were already born as we need to be. Um, And then all of these beautification rituals, that we take on are double edged swords. Cause on the one hand, it's like fucking can get a boob job, put on a wig and do the lipstick thing and have a fucking blast. Yeah. And then on the other hand, it's like, Oh, you don't need any of that. You don't have to shave your legs. You don't have to do de- so. It can work. Like it can be this super supportive thing for people, or it can be the thing that beats them down. And so I try to, um, in the way that I depict it, do both and not be like shaming people for shaving, and because yeah. like I have these like giant razors on my stage, yeah, and I saw that I used to so get my cool. armpits shaved while I'm on <laughs> stage as well, um but it's like as, as an individual for me, sometimes my legs are super hairy like right now, I' don't know if you can see'em, nice, <laughs> and then cool sometimes shoes. they're beautifully smooth, it just depends like yeah, but o, so, even there, see the training? I said beautifully smooth,
0: whoa, as if yeah. that's like better. Right. Totally. Well, that's interesting. I, and that's so cool. And um, thank you for reminding me. I always forget, like, not everything is I'm a real extreme person. So it's either it's like one thing or way the other. But it can just be both things. It can be everything. And it can just be to, like, make you feel good. Um I feel like I haven't. I, I feel like uh, not intentionally. I've had a lot of like women, uh, girl type femme people uh i've talked to this is just the first month of this just so you know so there's not that many but uh pretty much everyone kind of like i read that you said like the burden of beautification and um i'm just curious about it because a lot of we've had like a couple witches we i've talked to and people that use those things um as like empowering like ritual spell things um and i'm not quite there so I guess I'm just asking everybody like yeah just what makes you powerful or and for you I feel like it's really um it's just playful like it's 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 playful the way you get ready and what you do and uh yeah and those big razors and stuff it's just it's fun and I it is now it It, it definitely (laughs) didn't
1: used to be um like I grew up in a a, what we all do I'm But I grew up in a religiously oppressive, um, world of like women. I grew up church of Christ and women are not allowed to speak in the church or like, if you lead a class, it has to be like in a separate building that's connected by a walkway. Like it's like, there's all these little loopholes around even what women are allowed to do. And I can remember, I have these visceral memories of being, you know, shamed, like, um, a, a lady coming over and saying, the elders requested you not wear this top again next Sunday to church. You know, that, just that type of stuff. It's like, oh, is this from a movie? Like, yeah, this, like, totally. Okay. You know, it's just like, like I, I now I'm able to laugh at it because like, obviously I have swung reactionary and I'm like yeah. performing on stages and thongs and pasties. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working my shit out. Like I'm, I'm pretty good now. But when I look back to those times, um, you know, my MAC bronzer. Yeah. Or, it, it carried as much weight as my Bible. Like yeah. they were both like, okay, <laughs> this is like salvation. This is also like damnation. And they're, they're both in the same thing. And like putting that bronzer on my little 13 year old cleavage to go to the homecoming game. Yeah. Like that wasn't playful. That was um, desperate and sad and confused. Um, but maybe that's just the age. Yeah, it, well, that's you have a to thing. grow into figuring it out because like now i don't wear a stitch of makeup unless i'm like doing a zoom or going <laughs> on stage or doing a photo shoot otherwise i just don't do anything at all yeah um whereas like back in the middle school days it was a daily you know you, you woke up 15 minutes earlier so you could heat up your curling iron
0: and- yeah no uh, <laughs> well i think it is that's the thing is i think is it's sort of torture what we go through um like inner torture um be a religious experience being the like most extreme. Cause I think when you're a kid, everything is so literal. Um, and you, you only have the choice of completely believing it or completely thinking it's bullshit. And, um, yeah, it's so, that's so interesting just to that. That's such an extreme example. Um, <laughs> such an extreme example, but I'm so glad that you went through that. So you can make the stuff you make now. Um, can how did you like can you talk about that process a little bit of going from being uh from from being in that as a kid and then to being who you are now
1: yeah, um I think that as the years go by and I have more space from it, I'll even more be able to see the arc, yeah now it kind of just feels like so like blurry and fudgy um but like. <laughs> landmark things that I can point to yeah, are like skipping chapel and going to the locker room and calling my dad to talk about the Kurt Vonnegut book that we were both reading. Cause like my family, my immediate family, the four of us kind of started migrating away from that. Okay. So all together, um, but like our individual paths, but like also as a unit, which it wasn't like we sat down and talked about it as a family. We're like, let's leave the church. Yeah. It was like, there's, <laughs> Like, I, re- I, this is so embarrassing, but, like, I read The Da Vinci Code. No. <laughs> and it was, like, we weren't allowed to have at our school. It wasn't in the library. I had to, like, go to Barnes & Noble, if you remember what that is, and get one. And it just blew my mind. And it's funny how things that aren't necessarily, like, great works of art or important, um, like, like, I don't think the Da Vinci code was written with an agenda to awaken minds to, to fall out of Christianity. And right. yet right. it was this, you know, it was like just this layering of little toothpicks in my little bridge. Out. <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> um, and then another big, so there's like those visceral memories of the things I read, like Kurt Vonnegut, Da Vinci code, <clears throat> Tom Hanks. <Higgs>, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um there was the, The path to purity, which was a, um, like abstinence course that we did at my church where the girls and guys were separated with a curtain down the middle of the room. And the book, like the guys had a book and we had a different book. And in our book, it referred to masturbation as self harm and like gave us tips of how to avoid it. And at that time, I've been masturbating for like a decade. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, tips to avoid, like, sorry, um, i like, put the light on. Oh, you want some tips? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just, like, yeah. Keep the door open. Okay. That would be helpful.
1: Yeah. And with the, sleep with the light on. Um, wow. I think those are the only two I remember. Okay. Um, for girls, it was probably like, avoid jacuzzi's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that'd even be that literal, but yeah. Um, uh, so that started to like, cra- like crack some of it. It was like, okay. wait a minute. Like I've been humping shit like I'm pumping my pills you know and I, I would feel really really guilty and bad about it like I would oh. masturbate in the shower and then like pour shampoo into my hand and like make myself eat it as like oh, no. punishment which like shockingly I have no soap fetish to this day so I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. not yet I think that would like have drawn a line I'd be like really into suave or something
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah um
1: but yeah I think that there was this big symbolic rite of passage at the end of the course where we were going to walk down the aisle of the church with our youth minister and like get a ring. That's like an abstinence ring. And I decided I abstained from the abstinence ritual. And that was (laughs) another one of the big sort of like, okay, this isn't my community anymore. And from there, it was like more little gradual moments. Like I can remember one of the first people I met in college and I was like, you know, I, I, I think I'm atheist. or I'm agnostic. Da, da, da. And he was like, yeah, we all are. We get it.
0: Wow. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was like, Oh, right. I'm in California I went to UCLA. So I went oh, from a okay. small southern town and I was like out in California, like, Oh, it's not like a given assumption that you're Christian. Right. here, Whereas in the communities that I had grown up in, that was just like assumed about you. Right. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's so cool. I'm from California. So I, to me, I'm just like, this is so exciting to talk about. Like, I when I was a kid, I would find like the most religious people that were in my school or in the things I did just to be like, what is what happens? Like, oh, my God, you eat a wafer? Like, that's the body of Christ for real. That's so cool. Like, I just think it's so cool. But I, I get also how harmful it is. But so your your family all together, kind of um. On on your own, but together, like walked away from it, which I think is cool because uh, probably helped you grow out of it, or move away from it as as like instead of if one of your parents or both your parents was like, oh no, like this is what we're doing.
1: Um, I'm so fucking lucky. I'm just gonna <laughs> put it out there. Like, I mean, also I like to call it our exodus.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs>
1: Because like, yes, that could have so easily gone a different way. But my mom comes and sits on the front row of my show. If she's not backstage, okay, cool. being a PA, my dad <laughs> comes and he plays guitar. Oh, wow. on Stage. Amazing. You know, like, I'm so, so lucky. That's amazing. It's amazing that lightning struck in that way. Yeah. Now, my grandparents, another st- like they I kept it as secret as I could from them they've all since passed away um that would have been different you know yeah um they had really great awesome lives uh they're really unique interesting people it's it's sad that they're gone um but i'm glad that they never had to see and reckon with this part of who i am because that's fair i don't think that they would they would think it meant that i was a different person right that makes sense
0: no totally i i I think that that's fair. I think also making art that your grandparents don't like is good. <laughs> like, right. I, don't, I don't know that like you need to change people that were born like 60 years before you, you know, like... It's okay if that's yeah. not their thing. So they're, well,
1: and ironically, like most of my aesthetic influences come directly from the musicals <laughs> and Carol Burnett show and Cher show and everything that I would watch with my grandmother. So totally she, like I'm, I'm carrying her around with me on tour, whether she likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure she likes it. You know, I just think that's like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think entertainment and where you are entertained from. Is different if it's not your kin, you know. (laughs) Like I think uh, I think that that's cool. I'm I'm certain that they are very proud of you. Um, So you went to uh, UCLA, and did you do like you did writing stuff there? Yeah, I did. I went
1: with the intention of doing the whole film thing, and um, then (laughs) didn't. And I got into the creative writing program. Um, side note, James Franco was in the program while wow. I was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I just decided to stick with that because I, at the same time I was working in production. Like I had hustled up some jobs for myself where people didn't necessarily know I was still in college and I was already getting paid as like a production assistant, eventually a production coordinator, like cool. talent coordinator. I was like, you know, walkie talkie clipboard situation and that, um, for better or worse, like even though there was this creative aspect to my major, um, it veered me into like, Oh, I'm going to be making money by making other people's creative ideas happen. Yeah. Like that was, that just became my thing. And I did that for several years and only then did like my own work start to bubble up in the nights and the weekends and the crevices. And I would like yeah. find myself like walking to the fax machine, like rapping. like I was like doing this like consciousness like verse and I was like oh yeah like I found myself um just sort of it just kind of was bursting out of me but it it didn't even occur to me for it to be a job it was just like oh I'm gonna I can keep doing fun creative things just like I did in school there's no reason why not to um but all along I still had a job yeah until I was like all right 2013 I'm gonna release a video every month, and then I'm gonna quit all this silly art shit and get serious about my career in the nonprofit sector. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bu- get serious, yeah. And um, because by then I had switched to working with kids in education. But uh, I yeah, that's the cool. opposite happened. The yeah. opposite. And <laughs> no. then I like quit my job and like yeah. became boyfriend full time, and haven't really looked back.
0: That's so cool. Congratulations. That's thanks. That's awesome. I think I was just uh listening to something about like how the things that you do in your like stolen moments or like in your secret moments or in your moments you're not paying attention to anything like rapping or whatever it is, whatever you do then like pay more attention to cuz you know that's that's you. That's you in those moments and that's really cool. Um so, but so when you say you went um sorry, you went to like do movie stuff, you mean like writing or like acting?
1: No, I was doing like, um, you need to be here at this time. Do you have your certificate of insurance? Like straight up production. Like,
0: but you didn't want to act or anything.
1: Oh no, no. Um, well, I mean, if you got a role, go ahead and offer offer it.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I
1: I would love to dabble in.
0: But you uh, didn't go to college. Like you went to write.
1: No. Yeah. I was going to be like a filmmaker from the hallowed halls of UCLA. (laughs) um,
0: But so you're a writer. So yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess. That's so cool. I'm a writer.
0: (laughs) Like when you would be like rapping and stuff, like would you be writing that stuff down when you like scribbling stuff or what's your process? Like, what was it like back then? Just, or what's it like now? Like, how do you do that?
1: (laughs) Well, it definitely started without music. Um, and then the next thing that came was a rhythm. And then the next thing that came would be a melody. And, it, but it took me a few years to even be comfortable singing. Um, Cause now like I release more songs where I'm singing than where I'm rapping. Um It just took Feels a while. To so get much
0: stuff out. You're like so prolific. I was just looking at, I was like, damn. No, like- so I thought that about y'all. Y'all are,
1: like <laughs> albums, plural. And, <laughs> can I just compliment you? on your aesthetic like coherency and consistency (laughs) because that there to me there's a lot of times a discrepancy between the things I make and the things that I consume as a fan
0: right and
1: so often the things I'm drawn to and consume as a fan do have this like airtight vision um (laughs) like like FKA twigs like early remember she when she had released four songs you know, and each one was a music video and it was like over the course of a year. And I was like, this is so airtight. (laughs) Whereas my shit is all over the place. I have like a song that sounds like, you know, it's a live, like jazz band. And then I have a song that's just like a rap song that like sophomores would play at a party, like (laughs) all over the place. And I do think it probably works against me from like a (laughs) discovery place. Like it's it's drawn to me from a certain song and then (laughs) they get this other thing next, but that's how I, that's just how I am. I guess I yeah. kind of put stuff out on a whim.
0: That's good though. I think that that's good because I've noticed this year, Um, this year of not a year of this thing that I've, <laughs> this thing of time Um, is, is that uh the ability to like, I, I asked someone this, like how they, they've been writing every day. And I was just like, fuck you, you know, like, fuck you. That is so annoying to me. Like, and then I'm like, no, it's not annoying. It's cool. And, like, talk to them about it, you know. And they're like, um they just said it's easier to edit later um, something than to not have anything. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I love the idea of just producing for for the sake of um, practice, you know, and then worrying about it later. I'm not really like that at all. Like, I'm really – don't edit stuff and I only like to do stuff once, but like I appreciate anyone that puts out a lot of stuff. I think it's so cool. And I don't think no one's like um grading anyone, you know? So it's not, it doesn't really matter in the end, but you know, I think it's cool how much different stuff you have. Some, yeah. Some of your stuff is so like, pr- not Purdue, but like such a, a production of like splendor and glory and then some stuff small, but it's glorious and wonderful too. You know, it's like, probably why you have so many um different kinds of people that love you so much and you also collaborate with a lot of people which is cool
1: i do and i just have to say thank you like (laughs) in a big
0: warm fuzzy way because
1: i really struggle with thinking of myself as a musician you know like one of the main ways that i interact with the people who consume my work is Instagram. Especially in 2020, where I'm not yeah. doing music on stage, it's just like, wait, am I just a model now? Like,
0: <laughs> that's what? so funny. I haven't heard anybody say it quite like that, but yeah, I it's know like, how what I happened?
1: And I also like, <laughs> I get significantly less interaction on my posts that are actually about my music. But I'm like, hey, I released a song, it's that's like how it hey, is for everyone forget. though. It's,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's just the way it is, and I don't. I think it's all the same. Everything's the same reason is that like people want to just see like people's faces and bodies. And like if we put a poster up that's like, we're going to your town, the thing you want us to do. It's like nobody says anything, but you like put up like someone's like smiling face and everyone's like, Oh my God. Hi. When are you coming to our town? And it's like, like, what do we have to do? But. I think Ten years from now,
1: we'll know it was all the algorithm just yeah. like fucking us. They're like, yeah. Oh, smiling face, put it out. Oh, information. <laughs> yeah, totally. Shadow ban.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting that you say that because I feel similarly that like, I'm like, am I a musician? Like, not just cause of Instagram, not just cause of Instagram. I swear there's other reasons, but <laughs> it's something about. It's a hard thing to like own and just because mm-hmm. I don't know why, like, but I find that a lot of people have a hard time, even Larry in my band, everyone's like, oh, I guess I, like when we had to fill out our passports, it's like, what's your job? And it's like, musician, <laughs> it's like, are you allowed to be a musician? Does someone else tell you that? Like, how do you become one? What is, but it's like, that's what we do. It's our full time job. And we have a hard time saying it. Um, I don't know why I don't, I, maybe cause they're just, you know, just cause of the same reasons as everything is no one takes it super serious. And, you know, like, I know my parents were, it's not their favorite thing in the world. I'll tell you that. But like when we got a song on Grey's Anatomy, which is like my mom's favorite show, she was like, Oh yes. You know, like it's real. Like, you know, I guess it's just the same, the same old story. It's, it's a hard job to, a hard job to say that that you own it because it's it's so vague or it's not there's vague. so much juicy
1: <laughs> psychology and <laughs> energy shit and what you're talking about I completely agree I like I still don't think I comfortably call myself a musician I just say like artist meaning like performing artist is really what I mean but even that's like mm. but when you said <laughs> you're a writer earlier that really resonated with me comfortably I think that's I can cool. wear that one for a year or so. I think I want to start saying it because I write songs for other people too. So it's like, okay, wait, that, that checks a few boxes. Um, But with the musician thing, like, I think some of it is where there's like a guilt for me of like, 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 why do I get to do this and Uh, get get to get paid for it? I don't (laughs) actually get, you know, like I shouldn't be allowed to. You know, like I should be suffering more. Like I should (laughs) uh uh quick, you know. (laughs) Um like I don't know. I think I have to like think about this more, but there's some juicy stuff there, and I've had this conversation with other friends of mine who are creatives, and it's weird because it's happening at the same time that creativity it has is a commodity that you can actually sell. Like Apple as a brand is selling creativity like all of their commercials are about showing you the things that you can create using their products. And so it's like, it's never been a more widely diluted thing. Okay. So maybe that's That's why it's like some of the institution around it has crumbled. And so, and like everyone is one. So when you say that is what I am full time, maybe it's like I roll my mom made a (laughs) post with, you know, putting together six different meals that she made she's an artist you know it's like everyone's an artist
0: right no one's an artist right totally no that totally makes sense I think that totally makes sense but it it is something that yeah I want to think about it more too because it's just like when I was a kid I wanted to be a musician when I grew up and it's like now I'm grown up and I can't say it (laughs) like what why um but I hear like little birdies. Are there little birdies? My here? window's open. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So it's those are actually, Tennessee birdies.
1: Yeah. It's almost <laughs> spring. It's trying to become spring here. And so I opened <laughs>
0: my window. Oh, I, I can't believe those are making it through. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's like the sweetest little like Disney birdie sounds. That's so cool. Um, so, uh, I want to know a little bit about New Orleans. Like what it, I guess it's, everything's so hard because last year doesn't really count, but like before that, just like, what's going on? What's going on? Tell me about the streets. Like, what's going on over there? I've, I haven't been there in like three or four years now. Uh, we, um, there was, uh, last time we were supposed to be there, there was like that hurricane in Houston. And so we got like sidetracked. So I just haven't been there in so long. Tell me what's, what's going on on the streets?
1: <laughs> well, this time last year, we were one of the early hotspots because of Mardi Gras. Oh,
0: no, that's like right. Mardi
1: Gras. Like, we were basically throwing COVID from the floats like here, catch some. Oh, no, like, I forgot. Really bad. Yeah. Um But I think also because of that, because of the early like whoosh, grand sweeping tragedy of it. Yeah. Now things are a little more. um a little more comfortable. Like I'm going to sessions, you know, like we all still wear masks and we all socially distance, but um, I'm not like, it's okay to go to someone's studio and do okay. a session now. So that feels That's good. Great. Feels like a new, a new thing. Um, but we always have any like tourist economy. There's this like tension between the locals. Yeah. And the tourism and usually the governments that are in place act on behalf of the, tourist economy yeah. more so than the locals and so there's been some of that going on with mardi gras like you know you can't cancel mardi gras like you can't cancel yeah. Christmas. but um there was an ickiness around the shuttering shudder- of some bars and things
0: okay that, yeah what happened this year i forgot Well, it
1: like, you know people still flew into town to celebrate right. mardi Gras because you know. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> they I mean you know, something everyone cheated and you yeah. know because of what this one little area, which is not locals was doing, um, there was like a grand smackdown on all of the sort of bar local scene when that's already such like been such a fraught struggle. Right. All year. That so that was kind of like some, uh, energy, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it also is such a, it's such a small town that there really, really is a sense of community and even when something like that happens it's actually galvanizing which is not like you always want to believe that like bad shit happening brings people together yeah (laughs) a lot of times i find it to not be true like with covid like i have found that to not be true i have i have felt more hate in my heart towards other human beings (laughs) in the past year which is terrifying i'm like and that's what i've been trying to do my work on like (laughs) somebody get this out of but in New Orleans, like on the micro scale, it really does feel that way. There's That's just awesome. like, like when I first moved there, I remember being like, oh my God, everyone's just looking me in the eye, you know, just, it's just a very friendly place. That's awesome. Um,
0: I forgot. Um, I didn't write it down, but, uh, you, um, well you have, Okay. First of all, your clothing that you make and sell is amazing. That's just like stalking you. Um, what's the, the second line? Um, what is that, uh, organization? The, what? So please, me, the second line, it yeah. was
1: started by the crew of Red Beans. And for any listeners who don't know about Mardi Gras crews, there are clubs that started with all of the icky and some of them still are icky, uh, you know, exclusivity that you can imagine an old club that was started in the 1800s would have. Okay. but Now there are all these new radical, awesome, cool ones. And the crew of red beans is one of those. And it it is what it says. Like they make all of their costumes and floats out of red beans or other bean items. (laughs) Those (laughs) incredibly intricate, um, pieces and, and they're just gorgeous and great. And so when COVID hit, they started feed the second line as a way to employ out of work musicians. So someone like me could get paid to deliver groceries to okay. an elder cu- culture bearer who couldn't leave the house, Aww. typically black masking Indians, but also like elder um, musicians that weren't being able to work or even just couldn't cause they're older now and were at highest risk and didn't need to be getting out. And um, it was just, it was like an airtight model, you know, it was like yeah. the musicians are getting paid. And of course yeah. we're buying everything from local places. Right. So the Wisconsin stores are getting business, um, you know, chef's kiss. <laughs> and so, the little, um, fun, the <laughs> one yes, of the funds is they, uh, commission a piece of work from a black masking Indian and then put that image onto garments to sell, okay. to raise money.
0: And so for mine, I did a tampon. Yeah. <laughs> no, talk about that. That's, that's beaded.
1: Yes, it is beaded. The original piece of artwork is um, about a foot by like, I guess it's like 12 by six uh-huh. um, and made up of, you know, I don't even know how many thousands of tiny little gorgeous. Yeah, beaded.
0: that is. I mean, it's gorgeous and intricate and seems like it took so much time. But is that like uh, that's like one of your symbols or you made that that's your
1: bloody tampon because i now have like four or five oh my god i think it might be six different things that i sell that have a, a bloody tampon on them that's so cool. yeah i guess it has a, it's gonna be my new logo um <laughs> but i just think it's like we should like why wouldn't we wear that on a garment you know like yeah. they're not full transparency they're not selling like hotcakes but not yet <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think if like when i'm touring again they will yeah. uh but i what i want to do and like i'm working towards because i do i'm trying to design stuff from zero and yeah. i want to do a whole tampon line but it's like you know a, a lace where it's just like subtly in there and like work these images that you would associate with like feminine shame and make right. them, and, like put them in these elevated like high fashion like collared puff sleeve blouses. Wow. And stuff.
0: I you like know, that a someday,
1: lot. My someday plans. No, uh, that's
0: so cool. I, that wouldn't ever occur to me. I just sit in the, you know, on the like far corner of shame. <laughs> like I'm still like, even when I need a tampon, I'll be like, D- don't give it to me in front of Larry. Like I, I don't <laughs> want him to know. So <laughs> that's cool. Maybe I'll build up to wearing your shirt one day. It that's- runs
1: deep. It Like, <laughs> yes, it runs very deep. I throw tampons into the crowd pretty much every show, and the reactions. I try to, to hit a man with every one of them. Like I'll like spot <laughs> him out, and then just like boom. And honestly, some of them are so great. Their reaction, like they're they're like, wait, this is an acceptable thing that like she's like <laughs> thinks this is funny, and I can and and it's. I actually feel like the reactions of men to my shows are my favorite because it's either um, I'm really, really challenging them and pushing them. And it's yeah. like, Ooh, you know, juicy. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of them, I think my typical crowd, especially because of the new Orleans associations I have with like jazz fest and yeah. galactic and preservation hall jazz band. Like these are things that like people in their fifties and sixties, like, yeah. And so a lot of these like older, I mean, in air quotes, older um, <laughs> people, like they don't see like, mickey blanco and billy eilish and like like i love how those are the two that pop time like, on <laughs> um, and so like i am like the most radical right. thing that they've seen and i get the reactions i get and the people that come to the merch table um it it brings tears to my eyes a lot of times yeah. because they're actually kind of getting it i think yeah Engaging with it. and then most of the women are just like yep i get it like, it's easier, for,
0: you know, they're like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> it's not as much of a struggle.
0: I mean, it's so important. Like, I'm still, yeah, I'm still shocked that that shit happens every month and like, er, like shocked literally. Like, I can't believe every time I'm like, what? Oh my God. You know, it's like, there's no way to know. Like, it's a complete mystery. <laughs> and it's, I think it's cool that like, yeah, just being in a band with one boy and he's like, our tour manager is a girl. And we're just like four girls and a guy. And it's still, it's like, you don't know what it's like. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cool what you do. I think, I think it would be cool if there was, uh, if people could understand, you know, <laughs> understand what it's like. And if it wasn't embarrassing, like, especially when you're a kid, it's so embarrassing and, um, and scary and nobody really tells you anything. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, they might. <laughs>
1: I started my period on my 11th birthday, which was also my first day of 5th grade.
0: No. That's It's sucks. like again,
1: who's scripting this movie because the yeah. symbolism's a little heavy-handed.
0: Yeah. What's, <laughs> oh, wait, what's your birthday? August 16th. Oh my goodness, you're a Leo.
1: Oh, I could ha- talk to you for an hour about August 16th and the soul portal.
0: Really? Can't, will you talk to me a little bit about it? Yes, I will. So, okay. <laughs> yes. my um, mom's birthday is August 14th.
1: Um, Oh, okay.
0: Maybe it's a little. Yeah, tell me everything.
1: So on August 16th, the following list of people were either born or died. And this is just the ones I can remember to rattle off.
0: Okay, yes.
1: Madonna. Elvis. Aretha Franklin.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Bella Lugosi. What? James Cameron. Wow. Steve Carell. Wait, is that his name? Yeah, that's...
0: (laughs) That's a human's name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Vanessa Carlton. Uh, who is the other one I just learned? Babe Ruth. No, Margaret Mitchell. Okay. Um, now I'm like drawing blanks because That's- I feel like, oh my God, I need to prove to you more. Oh, the original Shamu. <laughs> no. The first one. Yes. Really? Oh, oh and Peter Fonda. Um, no wait,
0: oh, wait, there's more. There's okay. even more. These are yeah. literally
1: the ones I'm right. Like, I wish I had my list. So Elvis died on the 16th. Elvis died. Okay. Rita Franklin died. Okay. So, you know, whether or not I have drunk come to the conclusion, this is not someone else. This is my own theory. Yes. <laughs> that there's a soul portal. Yeah. Through which in people who are called to entertain enter and exit the earth on or this earthly their mortal coil yeah. on that day because it's it is like unusually stacked like everyone it can my poor cousin he's born on hitler's birthday you know like it happens to the best of us i
0: think um, that's 420 right
1: yep it is
0: 420 it's
1: a weird coincidence <laughs> yeah remember the year it was easter passover 420 hitler's birthday all the same day
0: <laughs> yeah that was recently I feel like.
1: energetically loaded day
0: yeah. um I'm, well, you're right though, because I, my birthday is, I just found out the same as Tim Burton, which makes me feel pretty good. Um, but also the only other person is Ivan the Terrible. So it's like, it's not stacked.
1: Also cool though. Pretty cool. Um, it was just a Jeopardy answer last night. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: New Jeopardy?
1: No, I'm I'm still just watching the ones on streaming with, I can't say goodbye to Alex yet. I know. That's, um, Yeah, but (laughs) you're like, I don't mean to, this is very Leo of me to be like, my day means more than your day. My day (laughs) means everything. But I was just obsessed with it. And I, for one of my recent birthday parties, everyone had to come dressed as someone in the soul portal who either like was or died on. And it was so much fun. Um, did most people dress as you? One person, no, two people did as me. Hence my insight into not being able to do the rollers.
0: (laughs) that's
1: amazing um and i went as madonna um but doing madonna doing Marilyn oh. doing uh diamonds are a girl's best friend twitter so good yeah so I, was, so I was like i need to be dripping in diamonds oh so, yeah it's your birthday so i budged it a little since james cameron was born that day some people came as like avatar and characters from titanic and things so i was yeah. like All right,
0: they from fudged
1: it. the person's work, uh, I'll give it to you. Because how do you dress up as James Cameron?
0: I I wouldn't. You'd be tall or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know. Where is it? Kath Kathy Griffin. No. Oh wow. Which
1: one's the talk show one and not the uh comedian Griffith? Kathy. Doesn't matter. But anyways, I just remembered another one. We share a birthday. The,
0: yeah, <laughs> I think the redhead one is Kathy Griffin.
1: Yeah. And she had like my life on the D list. Yeah. And she got, oh, she got um, in so much trouble for doing like the severed head thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's What's always the getting
1: the, um, Regis and Kathy, Kathy.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. That's from your birthday. Yeah. Wow.
1: Sure.
0: I yeah. think you're onto something. I wonder though, um, just because this is slightly paranormal podcast. um, Do you think like, people are reincarnated into your portal or is that just are all souls like one shot at life? Like, what do you think about that? Do you have thoughts on that?
1: I'm a, I am in a blossoming stage. So as we discussed before <laughs> the uh, environment that I grew up in, spirituality was attached to such dark, terrifying shit. Yeah. Eternal damnation for one, <laughs> And so when I, when I left, I swung reactive, like 180, like okay. none of this shit is real. And I would even be like so shitty and like 14 and be like at a graveyard and be like, all right, ghosts, here's your <laughs> talk. to me. Nope, wow. No- so I, I also think ghosts don't fuck with me <laughs> because, because <laughs> I was such a like an annoying little clove smoking, like. Oh
0: my God. Yes. Thank you for teenager, reminding like, me.
1: You're not talking to me. But They do talk to my mom and a recent experience I had, she was with me. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I got to actually witness something, but there's this place in um, New Orleans called Wonderland. And it's like a great Gatsby situation. Um, cool. This gorgeous old mansion. And the lady of the house throws these magnificently themed parties. Like it'll be maps and then everything will be maps. And then it'll be crystal and everything. Like she like completely redecorates the house every time. So and cool. the man who uh, built that house was the owner of, jack's brewery and the downtown skyline you can still see in the french quarter has the big jack's brewery sign so it's like this iconic thing yeah he died in the bathtub there and the bathtub still there it's one of those great long like six foot bathtubs wow and me and my mom were there because i shot a music video there and afterwards we were cleaning up and we kept finding these just like puddles of water without any explanation we weren't cleaning using water like we would have should have already cleaned like swept a floor area and then we would go back and then it would be there. So that's like right. mid my one recent experience Holy and then, wally. All- <laughs> and then I have a, um a, a life coach. She's like in the one hand, very like technical, like I do this course called the language of being. And it's all about making our language more specific and precise. And then oh, it's that's like, so cool. It's very like glasses, academic, <laughs> you know, it's not like therapy. <laughs> and then there's this other side of her that's super, Woo woo, and so I've been like along for some of the woo woo stuff, and done some yeah. interview work, and like, you know, ask questions for my spirit guides and things yeah. like. that. And I, so I'm still kind of like getting, well, like we said about like lipstick, it it can be a weapon against you or a weapon for you depending on which way you're pointing it. Like wow, um, <laughs> the same I think is true of like spirituality, and so I'm just now kind of figuring out where. How I wear it. Amazing. As this new adult self who's not just like folk religion. Yeah,
0: I love, sorry, I love off. everything you just said is amazing. I love, I love thinking about clove cigarettes in the cemetery. That reminds me of so much. Right. So many times. That's, thank you so much for that. And <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I don't, I think it's just as silly to be like, there's heaven and there's hell as it is to be like, this is my exact Opinion, you know, it should change all the time. I I think it's, I've changed every day. I learn something new and it's like, it's never, sometimes I'm like, no, legit. There's like, it's a ghost. Like ghosts are the exact person just stuck between here and there. Or sometimes it's just like, man, it's just energy. Like, of course it's just, you know, it's. I think it should be malleable. And I think you should, you should just be on a spiritual like quest, you know? So that's cool.
1: I mean, I think anytime someone's saying, it is so, in stop period. I'm like, well, that's when I stop fucking with it. <laughs> Whatever that thing is, like, if if you if you live in a space of inquiry inquiry, how do you inquiry in- inquiry? <laughs> you live in a quarry. Uh, <laughs> then then it's like, okay, that's where I'm in. And so if someone's like, you know, this is the ghost of the guy who died in this bathtub. Full stop period. Yeah. Then I'm like, well. Eh. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> but I also like cool with the. It could be, and yeah, I generally gravitate more towards the nebulous gray area. Yeah. Which the that that wonderfully lubed up slippery slope.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you
1: are all perpetually fun. sliding.
0: Yeah, it's more <laughs> fun. Um, I one question is: Do you tour? Not <laughs> lately. Not, not lately. But normally, yes. Normally,
1: yes. Normally, uh, you do. Yeah.
0: That's so cool are you excited to get back to, is that like a part you like
1: I'm scared I, I love it I, oh. I love it so much and I, and I'm scared because I'm I haven't performed in over a year I haven't done a single streaming thing nothing and so I'm like oh my god will it be there will it be in me and because I do quick changes and props and choreography and, oh
0: wow and, okay
1: it's not like like and this is part of why I struggle calling myself a musician it's not like I have me and my instrument and I'm in the music and I'm just like going within something comes and I follow it. I'm like, for this eight count, I'm here for this eight count. I'm changing my bra for this eight count, Like <laughs> I do a quick change in between every single song. Da-da-da-da-da. So it's like, it's like a very precise right. thing. Yeah. Mine's um, like, shots very slowly, you know, and yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think my show is going to look like that anymore. And I have to grieve that. I like started the grieving process for that because um, of this moving. I'm like in between houses right now. And so the moving process, getting stuff into storage, I went through all of my props and all of my costumes that were just the material of my life for so long. And I just don't, it's been long enough. I don't need to keep using the frying pan and the broom and the rubber gloves and the apron, you know, like I have these exact <laughs> images and like, I chose those images because they're so charged and powerful. Right. But also like You know, anytime you have a photo of a show, it's like, what outfit were you wearing in that city? I wear the same outfit for every song in every show for the past two and a half years. And so it's just time for a facelift. And 2020 was already going to be my, like, retiring of those props. Okay,
0: I think I I read that, too. Sorry. I like Um, I read that in the paper. (laughs) But well, yeah, I mean. I guess, do you, are you happy? I don't know what adjective to use, but are you, are you happy to some extent that you had this extra year to kind of like really soak up the uh, feeling of that before you moved on to the next thing? Or are you like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> or both? I guess I guess
1: both maybe a little more fuck because I didn't <laughs> have that. Like, okay, I'm going on stage This is the, you know, one of the last few times I'll perform in this wedding dress that I have been performing in for four years. You know, it's like I didn't get to have that like goodbye with the vision of that show of like those costumes. Now, it doesn't mean I'll never perform those songs again, but I have to find out, like, what is the message? Like, I'm trying to say something with them. And it's like, well, how do I say what I'm trying to say without the frying pan? It's like, so that's a little scary for me and challenging. and. At the same time, I'm really grateful for the past year because I reawakened my confidence in myself as a songwriter. Yay. It it was for so long. It was just like, I'm a performer. I'm a performer. Also, I write songs. I'm a performer. And like, that's where I felt confident. And now I'm like, put me in the studio. Let's go. I like write for other people. And to put these rollers on the shelf for a year and just write, put my head down and write for other people. Like we did an entire... Christmas project for Big Frida that I produced in a and and wrote Yeah, every that's
0: time. so cool. Congratulations. Different hat or different set of rollers. I yeah, yeah, different rollers. That's yeah. that's so cool, though. That's I'm a h- that. huge project. Uh, Congratulations. So um, thanks. Was, I
1: love Christmas. <laughs> so,
0: that's so cool. <laughs> What's, so it was, it was what do you love about Christmas?
1: What don't I love? Um, Well, for one thing, I think Christmas like Mardi Gras is like the one time of year when tacky doesn't exist. It's like more is better. For I don't think that there's anything that's tacky in those two contexts. Um, and so like, you yeah, know, people like will hate on the big blow up Santa things in the front yards. And I'm like, what? I mean, I guess in, from an environmental standpoint, yeah, fuck those. But <laughs> in terms of like, we live yeah. our whole lives constantly making these subconscious judgments in order to create boundaries of who we are, right? I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. And it's like, well, what, I feel like at Christmas time, an element of that can like lift because it's just like, oh, it's Christmas. Like, put up the tacky shit, whatever,
0: you know? it's amazing. Um, Yeah, I don't... I'm trying to think why else I like Christmas. <laughs> I think, I mean, that is, I, I, I have learned so much from what you just said. That is amazing. Like, I love that explanation. Um, That's so oh, much fun. Yeah, I just had an insight. I what? had
1: a big aha. Uh-huh. Cause I really haven't had to examine my joy of Christmas, okay. but
0: um, <laughs> I know I have
1: no conscious memory of believing in Santa. Okay. I do have so many conscious memories of believing in like the literal Jesus Christ, the, guy in the sky with a beard that did it you know yeah and so christmas has always been for me this participation in magic belief suspension of disbelief um ritual and all of that without the cold hard underneath it
0: there you go i think that's
1: part of why
0: yeah it's it's so fun. fun and it's only it's it's an excuse for joy which is my favorite uh Giving presents, the smells, there's so many smells for Christmas that I don't think any other time has as many exciting smells. <laughs> um, I it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a good time. I'm just, the fire, I, the yeah. <laughs> oh, <chocolate>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But be
1: some yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I love,
0: perspective. I have, yeah. I just bought all these like, um, like Fraser like all these can't I've never bought candles in my life but for some reason this year I was just like I'm buying Christmas tree smelling candles so ne- maybe it, maybe I'll think about it a little bit more too but maybe
1: we do a Christmas song
0: wow really <laughs> I re- I've always wanted to work with um uh a writer you know <laughs> like, I would love that that'd be so much fun let's do it Yay. Well, is there anything else that you would like to tell the world today?
1: <laughs> or Thank you- for listening to me blabber, I think like, <laughs> I sometimes struggle with the um, what's it called? Vulnerability hangover is this term for when you like share and are really open with yourself. And then afterwards, you're like, Oh, I was talking so much. Oh, and I, I always feel that way after I do an interview or a podcast. Oh, I'm like, Wait, who do I think I am? Why would someone be interested in all of this shit I'm just blabbing about? And then I learned this term vulnerability hangover and it really okay. softened the whole thing for me. Cause it's like, Oh no, I was just exposing myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's, that's great. That's great that there's someone to facilitate it. You and. <laughs> someone listening and enjoying it. So that's oh yeah.
0: No, this was super fun and I I I learned a lot. Like I'm gonna think about this a lot. Thank you so much for everything. Um and for all of your music and writing and your perspective and your tampon shirts. I'm uh just (laughs) everything. I really, really admire you. Think you're super super cool. So thanks for coming on our podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me and I'm rubber, you are glue, everything you just, (laughs) I think y'all are so cool, and I love your music, and your just whole vibe is, uh, what I say, airtight. I I see no holes in it, it looks
0: perfectly (laughs) good. Well, that's what we're going for, no holes at all.